Thanks for tuning in to another podcast from Two Travel Dads. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Rob. He is. <laughs> we were debating who was going to intro. It us. was me this time, yeah. but I am not like a, a flashy intro. But it's so nice for podcaster. us to share responsibilities. This is true. Anyways, um, we are back today to talk. We've been talking a lot about Nova Scotia lately because it's a super cool um, destination that very few people from the United States go to visit, but it is remarkable in so many different ways. Everything from the food to the people just being hilarious and welcoming to the cool, beautiful, colorful sights. And There's a lot of history there too. And tons yeah. of history. Nova Scotia is, they call it the cradle of Canada, um, which we talk about if you pop back over to our um, episode about the Bay of Fundy, you can hear a little bit about that but um yeah so we are wrapping up our first nova scotia series by talking about the south shore so this is going from halifax um driving along the south shore what they call the lighthouse route and um checking out some of the really beautiful unique um very nova scotia um, sites along the way so what was your favorite spot um, I think it would have to be, it's hard. It's a, a toss up between Peggy's Cove and Lunenburg. So both were amazing, but in different ways. Um, I really like Peggy's Cove just because it was beautiful, um, natural, uh, site, you know, compared to Lunenburg, which was of course, you know, it's beautiful, but it's old historic, but buildings. So one was very natural. The other one was, you know, more architectural style. Yeah. And I, I think. I mean, clearly those are going to be my favorites also because both are just so picturesque. But, um, you know, I actually would say... Peggy's that Cove was really cool. Peggy's Cove was really cool. But I think my favorite spot was actually um, Blue Rocks. Hmm. When we go back, I would love oh, to... Oh, is that that spot that I just found randomly when we were that looking random, for That random, like, yeah. It was really cool out there. I cannot wait to go back there. Yeah. I think they had some kayaking options. Yeah, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So we're going to start, as we talk about the South Shore of Nova Scotia, we're going to start in the Halifax area and then wrap up um, as far as we went. You can actually go all the way to Yarmouth, which is um, at the westernmost point of the Southern Cape. Um, that's actually where you can catch the ferry from mainland um, from the USA um, if you want to take the boat to Nova Scotia. But we'll talk about that later. So starting in the Halifax area, if you head south out of downtown, um, the first place that you actually are going to hit is called Duncan's Cove. And it's very similar to Peggy's Cove in that there is the Chebetco Lighthouse and then a really wonderful nature preserve with you know lots of really beautiful exposed um, granite and limestone formations with tidal pools and lowbush cranberries, everything that you're going to find in the Peggy's Cove area but just a half an hour south of Halifax. So if you can't do the whole route that we're talking about, it's a great way to kind of get into nature and yet still be able to get right back into Halifax. But let's start at Peggy's Cove, since that is Chris's favorite spot. Um, what do you want to share about Peggy's Cove? What made it so special for you? What did you think was so beautiful? Uh, I think it was amazing to see all of the, all of the, the rocks and the uh, foliage and everything around the areas you're approaching Peggy's Cove. Um, just beautiful colors for the time of year that we were there. 
Um, and and that was all just leading up to Peggy's Cove. So we, we pulled we over there. at many different spots, right, <laughs> just to be able to check it out, which also got us into trouble because at the time that we went, it was unfortunate. We were stuck behind several um, touring van, uh, buses, sorry, not vans, buses. Buses, motor um, coaches. There were several motor coaches. So by the time that we got there, there was, you know, hundreds of people. So that's our first tip is if you are going to be driving the South Shore out of Halifax, you want to make sure that you are leaving early enough that you can get to Peggy's Cove, which is the first stop on anybody's touring route. Um, get to Peggy's Cove before the motor coaches. And I say motor coach because a bus is a bus. Like the kids ride a school bus, right? A motor coach is a bus with a bathroom. I think I saw like at least eight or 10 of them in the parking lot when yeah. we got to Peggy's Cove. So th- picture a cruise coming into port and everybody hopping on motor coaches and starting to explore. Their very first stop and their very first taste of Nova Scotia is going to be the Peggy's Cove yeah. area. So if you can start your day early enough to beat the cruise guests, um, you will get some amazing pictures. And you'll also get a very quiet experience, which yeah. is really special. We still got amazing pictures. I mean, it's beautiful yeah. out there. There's a wonderful white uh, white house, uh, lighthouse. Um, the <laughs> no lighthouse was white. It was white. It was a white lighthouse. Um, but uh, but red. it's more about the, the rocks that are so softened by the battering of the waves over time. So you could really get out there and walk along all of the rocks yeah. and, um, you know, and get some really good views. And both directly there at peggy's cove where the lighthouse is there's you know a little visitor center and stuff um but there's lots of rock outcropping outcroppings around the fishing village because that's the that's the other side that's what makes peggy's cove an actual village to visit is the fishing industry that's there it's all very i don't know if you would call it boutique fishing industry because i feel like that's kind of bougie but um it's very small scale with individual fishermen having their own fishing boats and just um operating out of this tiny little cove town where we saw there was at least one active lobster truck right there where you could walk up and you know grab your lobster roll or just your tail of lobster to peel while you were walking around the tiny tiny town but um you know being there in the off season we didn't see it at its full peak but um you could tell that it's a fishing village at heart and a tourist destination second which i think made it pretty cool yeah, and um, you know we unfortunately did, we didn't get to stay there long. I mean, it was it was really windy and cold. I'll be honest, that day. we were trying to also beat the motor coaches out of there. <laughs> we were trying to beat the motor coaches out because we didn't want to get stuck behind all of them. Plus, it was really cold that day, um, and we were bundled up as best as we could be. But it was still freezing, but beautiful. So we tried to get as much of it in as we could. Um, but I think the best part was when we had left, not because we were leaving, but because on our way out, um, you could oh, start to still right. see the lighthouse, um, on the left, but we saw eagles. Mm-hmm. One, I think that was actually eating like a fish or something it yeah. had caught like right there, but we had to pull over and bust out the camera and get some amazing shots and, of and eagles so close up. Yeah. It where, was so beautiful. Where we stopped, there was a nice grouping of like shorebirds as well as bald eagles eating fish. There was all the beautiful fall foliage of the low bush cranberry and everything that goes all the way up to where the water crashes. And then um, some tide pools, too. So the kids were like, sweet, let's explore. But um, yeah, gosh, Peggy's Cove from every angle is gorgeous. So another thing, I mean, that's, gosh, that's 45 minutes, maybe an hour 
outside of Halifax, so if you don't have a ton of time, you can at least visit there. Easy. So, um, the next stop along the way um, was actually this little town that we discovered from across the bay called, is it called Mahone Bay or Mahoney Bay? Mahone. Potato, potato. I don't know. I'd have to ask a Canadian, which we didn't do. But it's spelled M-A-H-O-N-E. If it were in Hawaii, I would call it Mahoney Bay. I would agree. But it's as far from Hawaii as you can get. Yep. Um, so maybe it's Mahone Bay. <laughs> so yeah, Mahone Bay, Mahoney <laughs> Bay, whatever. Um, gorgeous. So our first view of it was on our drive into the town of Lunenburg. And it was, you could not make a more picture-perfect you just want to get out the car and go through every shop. Yeah, it, it was adorable. Again, so we talked about this when we were talking about the Bay of Fundy. Um, white chapels and colorful buildings. That is what Mahoney Bay is. And within the town itself, you've got your galleries, you've got your cute restaurants. Um, that We saw quite a few B&Bs, bed and breakfasts, that, um, gosh, had we a little more time, it would have been wonderful to spend at least one night there. And just be able to wake up and walk the town first thing in the morning and find Nova Scotian coffee, which is pretty much the same as any other coffee, I imagine. Well, it all depends. I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah, so that that's Mahoney Bay. What did we decide? We said Mahone Bay. Mahone Bay, sure. Anyways, great stop. It's pretty. Grab a bite to eat. Yeah. And then you can move on to Lunenburg, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, so the whole town is protected. Um, as you drive in, you'll see all kinds of sounds, sounds, you, you see <laughs> all kinds of signs for, um, some other different farm attractions, including, um, you pick cranberries and you pick blueberry farms, which that's something we actually got here in Washington. We have a lot of you pick, especially, um, cranberries and blueberries. Check it out over on our other blog, which is Travel Olympic Peninsula. Just wrote about, um, cranberry farms down in the Long Beach area of Washington. But we're talking about Nova Scotia right now. So um, there's quite a few options there if you are interested in exploring that a little bit deeper because that's a part of the culture up there. Um, but then you arrive in Lunenburg, which, how would you describe it? Like, I would describe it that it's like a big version of Paulsbo, which is, is where we I know. People don't know Paulsbo. I know. Um, we live in a little Scandinavian village area. It is a little Scandinavian <laughs> village area, just right on the water, too, with the beautiful marina. But I think it's um, what makes it really beautiful is that well, one, it's on the marina, but two, all of the buildings are all unique and painted with vibrant colors. And the town is full of unique shops and restaurants and galleries, and it's completely walkable uh, and um, just fun to explore. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. And, you know, being a couple hundred years old at its oldest buildings, it is... Um, really well preserved it has wintered a gazillion winters so well and you can tell that everybody who loved lives there loves it very much so and um the restaurants are just wonderful gosh what was the name of that place that that we ate the salt salt something rather i was just gonna say i think it's the salt something yeah you can Um, look it up but um the restaurants we had a couple spots in lundenberg oh well salt shaker deli salt shaker deli is that what I think so. No, that was something else. Either way, the lobster culture that we experienced up on the Bay of Fundy side is also very present. 
on the South Shore. I'm very confident that it's a Salt Shaker Deli. Okay. And I also might be the Salt Shaker Deli and Inn. And they had a delicious lobster roll. And I think you had um, a Stinky Pete. Is that what it was called? And I had the most garlic covered. It was so delicious. Flatbread pizza I've ever had in my entire life. So something wonderful about cold environments is they grow amazingly strong garlic. So if you can get garlic-based foods while you are in Nova Scotia, you should. Oh, it was <laughs> awesome. And then they had really good cocktails too. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. We should have a cocktail podcast. We should. Um, but I will I will say before we got to the the salt shaker deli um because it was really busy when we were there so each place because i think we stopped at a different place i can't remember the name of it but we stopped at a different place too and the lines were long so huge wait times um but um while we were waiting for that we also went to another spot um just right before the salt shaker deli um to have a beer because we do enjoy a good uh brewery and there was one actually just right in uh in lunenburg called the shipwright brewing company Shipwright was really cool. It was Shipwright. so small. Mm-hmm. It was tiny. And not only do they have beer, I mean, of course, we have the, the two boys with us. So they also have their own root beer. So the boys were able to have a nice root beer out of the tap. Actually, the root beer, even though it was on tap, that was from Propeller Brewing. Oh, oh Propeller? Halifax. Propeller was everywhere. It it's was, like it was really Nova good beer, Scotia though. Beer. Yeah. I love the <clears> Propeller <throat> IPA that we kept on finding. Yeah. But Shipwright, on its own, made some wonderful small batch beers and coolest little beer bar. Loved it. Yeah, it seats like, I mean, it's tiny. (laughs) I think it just just has a bar and might sit like maybe 10 people inside. I would say it seats six because we were four of us and I think there was only two remaining stools. Okay. The four (laughs) could stand someplace. Yeah. Okay. So four could stand. So it's a great spot. That's that's the moral of the story. And then, um, but then after having a beer and then we went to Saltbox um, and had a really delicious lunch, then we just kind of walked around the area. Yeah, and so I'm not a window shopper. I don't think we need to bring home souvenirs from everywhere we go. But we actually took time to window shop in Lunenburg because they were different. They were nautical, and they were very clearly, like, proud Nova Scotian shops. And, you know, a great thing that we sometimes bring back are Christmas ornaments. And we actually found some there that we liked. We found lobsters. Yeah, I think they were locally made. Yeah. Yeah, they were made there in Lunenburg in the little pottery shop. And, yeah, the kids Hand got painted. to pick out theirs. And it was great because that, that's one of the best ways to also kind of find out what the vibe of a town is like is to talk to the shopkeepers. And you can tell when they're excited to talk to you or when they are tired of tourists. And the people in Lunenburg were not tired of tourists. They were so excited to share their town and just chit-chat. Which... And upsell chowder. And upsell chowder. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, we got lots of recommendations. <laughs> yeah, well, I love chowder, a good clam chowder. So they were totally upselling the seafood chowder in the different places to go check it out. Yeah, but we yeah. had already eaten, so we didn't get we yeah. didn't get to and do it. And you can but. only eat so much chowder and heavy cream-based fish soup. I disagree. Um, and maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about um, the many chowders that I had at a different trip in St. Augustine, Florida, which were amazing. Uh, but that's uh, another cliffhanger for future time. Yeah. Gosh, you do love your chowder. That's true. Yeah. Good times. Um, but moving on from Lunenburg, there, there is, there's, there's actually a lot to do there. That's actually one of the few places in Nova Scotia where you can get um, whale watching tours into the fall months. So whale watching season is usually, you know, in the summer. Um, but they do continue it into October 
on demand on the weekends. So if you want to check out um, the northern white whales when they're coming through, as well as um, humpbacks and other small whale varieties, um, you can book that out of Lunenburg. So check the show notes for a couple different links for some references on that. And that way you can plan that because, gosh, whales are awesome. And to this day, the right whale is one of my bucket list animals to see. I've never gotten to see one. So our next trip to Nova Scotia, we are going to make sure that we do. It's my goal. What? I wanted to do that. We went by the booth and he wasn't there. No, no, no. It was just watching you tap the lid to your water bottle. I, well, because I got, I got excited about right whales. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. Um, so as you head out of Lunenburg and continuing on your lighthouse route road trip, um, the next stop that is kind of random um, is a place called Feltson South. Um, unless you know to look for it, you will probably pass it. Um, Feltson South was actually kind of a, a bonus for us. We were trying to go to Ovens Nature Park, which is it's a private property. Um, they're just, oh, that's the private property I was talking about. That's the private about. property you were talking about when we were talking about the Bay of Fundy. Um, it's a private park, and they've got camping and day use and stuff. But they've got seasonal. Yeah, it's very so Nova Scotia. <laughs> Nova Scotia very much operates on its seasonal schedule from May through the beginning of October, and not a day later. Um, so, <laughs> just know that some things might be closed when you think they're going to be open. Um, but Ovens Nature Park has the Thunder Cave, and it's got um, tide pools and hiking. It's pretty nifty. But since it was closed when we went there. Um, we happened to across Felton South, which is not even a village. It's an idea, <laughs> but it has a marina and a beach. And while we were there, there were just beautiful, colorful boats lined up waiting for fishermen. And um, we happened to get a rainbow while we were hanging out at the beach, which was super special. And it just, it kind of captured that whole feeling of, Nova Scotia and its colorful kind of magical maritime nature and I'll, I'll be honest I was really frustrated when our itinerary that I worked hard on wasn't playing out and spending an hour at Felton South and just enjoying it it changed my attitude and I was very happy well it's, again a spot uh, where you can take some amazing pictures and what was across the, the, the water from us was that Lunenburg or was that Mahoney no, I can't so, remember what was across the water. Why, that was a perfect transition to our next talking point. Across the water from Felton South is the even more adorable little town of um, Blue Rocks. Mm. So it's, um, I believe how it was billed was Lunenburg's version of Peggy's Cove or something like that. It's actually um, another tiny little fishing cove village where um, there's, there's actually, you can actually stay at the lighthouse there. The lighthouse was built in 1871. It's adorable. It is white and teal, unless they paint it. Um, and you can stay there. So there's some really cool and unique Nova Scotia lodging options there. Um, but I think the real gem of that place was actually um, it's kayaking in the coves. So, um, gosh, the cove, I don't try I always try to think about ways that I can describe and relate different spots because when you're doing a podcast, you can't really give somebody a visual right off the bat. Um, how, how would you describe Blue Rocks? Blue Rocks is, it's sleepy. It is adorable. It's 
think of oversized tide pools that you can kayak through. Um, think of lobster pots just being stacked or abandoned. And just like shack buildings kind of everywhere that are yeah. different colors. Very, very like sleepy. overwater fishy shack, fishing shacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I still kind of think it's like um, kind of like a Popeye-ish place. Um, but uh, when he says Popeye-ish place, what you need to do is you need to find the Popeye movie from the '80s with Robin ex- Williams. Exactly, and, um, that's the type of place I'm talking about. Um, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. Uh, but <laughs> um, but no, it was it was very sweet. It was just really beautiful. But those rocks were really blue, and I can't remember the exact reason They're why. They're shale. Shale. Because they're shale. Yeah, that's right. So shale, I believe, See, comes that from limestone, maybe? Shale, 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 shale. Okay. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the shale rocks, they, they really do make it blue. And then as the tide comes in, um, the type of kelp and seaweed that grows in the coves is kind of like a luminescent chartreuse with red. It is just, it's beautiful. There's kind of nobody around. You can rent kayaks or go on guided tours. Um, it's... Well, I think that's the thing that I liked is, again, sleepy. So it wasn't packed full of tourists. So Peggy's Cove was amazing because it's super beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, we talked about 10 different uh, motor coaches. So those fit, like, what, 50 people maybe? And I don't think, <laughs> a, I don't think a bus or a motor coach or even a it tour could, van could have fit where no. we were at Blue mm-hmm. Rocks. It was so tiny. <laughs> but... Um, Definitely, like if you were making like a little bucket list of the different places to go along the Nova Scotia shore, on the south shore of Blue Rocks has got to be at the top of that list because it was beautiful and the perfect quiet destination. So, um, do you have any other thoughts about touring the south shore or any other Nova Scotia highlights that we didn't catch in any of these? This is our third episode that we've recorded about Nova Scotia. We could talk about it all day. No, just, um, you know, there's really good food there. So make a plan. You can use, you know, some of the recommendations that that we provided over time. But, um, you know, take a look and see what's out there. But I would highly recommend going to Halls Harbor. Was that the previous episode? Halls Harbor, we talked about that in the Bay of Sorry, that's what I think about all the time. Um, But also the lobster roll from the the salt shaker Uh deli was amazing. So what is it that when you are planning – so? When we go on trips, me, Rob, I plan like our activities, um, like photo spots, things like that. And then Chris's job is food food and researching hashtags and stuff that help kind of guide our trip. So with food, what is it? How do you find the places that you have us go? Oh, me? Because usually you do awesome finding unique spots and well i eliminate all chains first because yep. that's just not an option <laughs> and uh, and then i don't do four dollar sign menu so i use yelp by the way and i'll also go to google um and i look at those that have quite a bit of reviews but not too many um and then i'll look at the pictures that people have posted when you say quite a bit of reviews but not too many like where's your sweet spot for numbers well i i guess um there's not really a, I think the sweet spot would be like maybe over a hundred. Um, oh, wow. That, that many. On up. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it all depends too. I mean, I have to look at the food too, because sometimes you can have like a few that review, but it's not enough to give you a true picture. And it's hard when you're an outsider, um, you know, coming into a new place. Um, but I'll look at what, what I really try to look at are the pictures that people are posting. 
And if the pictures look like something that's like your standard fare, that's like, I can tell this is Cisco food, meaning like um, just out of a package and not freshly prepared, then I'm less inclined to go to those locations versus those that I can see. It's like, oh, you actually leverage like fresh fruits and vegetables and meats. And so you can look at pictures for sure, yourself. but are you also like, do you use any like keywords when you search? Like do you type oh. like farm to table or fisherman's oh, or not at like, all? No, you just no. go with. No, I, no, I have to look at it. Um, no, that's, that's, that's too much. Um, <laughs> I, I have to go to the location. This so in Yelp or in Google, um, I will say, okay, here's where I am. And then give me locations around me because that's, where I'm going to travel is like around me. And then based off what's around me, then I'll filter it to like in Yelp. I'll be like, okay, give me two or $3 signs. I don't want $1 sign. I don't want $4 sign. Give me in the middle. And then from there, I'll look and see what's closest to me. And then I'll start just like looking at the pictures because people post a ton of pictures. I look at the pictures and then I also want to see what's on the menu. And then I'll see like, okay, what's on the menu? And then how are people reviewing it? And so I want to see good reviews. I want to see nice pictures of food. And I want the food to be something that's very original that they're creating within the restaurant, not just opening up packages of things that are shipped from a food supplier and put on a plate. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned that a couple times, packages. That's something that if, if you are not a big traveler and you're just really trying to get out and branch out, you might not realize how often like restaurants, particularly in the United States, who either leverage Cisco or Food Services of America, how much they will yep. use um, pre-designed meals and stuff. Well, I used to work in restaurants yeah. a long time ago, right? So I know what you can get from Cisco, which is fine if you get like your fruits and vegetables and things like yeah. that. But if you're getting your sauces and uh, your bases and your soups and all that stuff pre-made from Cisco, that doesn't highlight your capabilities or the culture um, of the area or the that culture you're working of the in. area yeah. right um, as a restaurant so, so when you can see that things are really authentically made um and very local that's exciting i think that's what was so great about all the different places you found for us in nova scotia whether that was it was so much fun looking yeah. for food in nova scotia <laughs> i had so much fun i had the whole entire thing planned out and i was excited for every yeah, single spot we went everything all across. So this is the last episode, but from Nova Scotia, we had vegetarian, we had vegan, we had seafood, we had meat. I mean, it was all across the board and all delicious. Yeah, we had downtown. We had tiny little like walk up randomness. We had gift shop food. We had, yeah, mm -hmm. it was delicious. So, well, um, great food scene there. Yeah, that's going to wrap up all everything we have to share about Nova Scotia right now. Um, we for sure want to go back during the summer. We want to check out Cape Breton and um, even venture up into New Brunswick from the Nova Scotia side. There's so much more to see, so much more to conquer. And um, if you have any so questions... So much more food to eat. So much more food to eat. <laughs> Clearly one of us is on that page. <laughs> um, if you have any questions about anything, feel free. Leave us a comment on the blog. Leave us a comment on the podcast. Um, leave us a review. And feel free to email us at any time through the website. We are happy to help. Have a great day, and thanks for listening to Two Travel Dads. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be a guest on the Two Travel Dads podcast or would like to sponsor it, go ahead and visit us at bit.ly bit slash 2TDwork.